Hello, creeps. I'll be your ghost. I mean host. As we delve the crypts of spooky movies and even spookier theory. Welcome to Horror Vanguard. Hello everybody, it is a very special Horror Vanguard episode. Uh, it's Halloween, so as as always, uh, we try and do something a little bit extra. We try and do uh, something a uh, uh, a little bit different. Um, we are do- we're doing something uh, fun today, and I'm I'm super excited to get into it. I am John, joined as always by my good friend and co-ghost Ash. How are you doing? I am doing really good, really good today. Uh, it's it's really exciting to do these spin-off episodes, these glimpses into all of the shows we could have done. Oh, wait, no, is this in-universe? I'm sorry. It's really good to do another normal episode of the same podcast you've always heard. Oh, no. Oh, no. The the, con- the continuity. The continuity has <laughs> uh, been ruined. Ding. Continuity error. The working class <laughs> did not overthrow the bosses. <laughs> this is why This is why Marxists on the internet get annoyed at us. <laughs> Oh, well, this is this is really this is really exciting. You know, Har- Harlan County, USA, Bar- Barbara Koppel's iconic documentary from the seventies is is a film that you and I have referenced countless times, not only on this show but on shows we've guested on. It's it's a it's a mm-hmm. it's a touchstone film for us, not to be confused with a touchstone film from the company Touchstone. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but it's good. It's good to finally have a good chat about it. Yeah, absolutely. I can't. I, I. I. feel like this is this is well overdue. Um, but yeah, it's it's been something that we talked about so much that we've never really given a uh, kind of direct engagement with. Uh, mm-hmm. But we can change that. We absolutely, change that. absolutely. And I know, I know our audience. Our audience loves one part of the show more than others, and it's the part of the show where you, John aka the liquor guy tell us what today's film is really all about i'm not a coal miner as you well know but i'm as close as i could be not to be one my father was a coal miner he was killed in the mines and my husband is slowly dying with black lung and my husband and me was in the strike in the 30s in bloody harlan county and i do mean it is bloody too and they tell me these miners say we're going to stick it out unless Duke Power signs a contract till hell freezes over. And the men know they've got nothing to lose but their chains and their union to gain. Uh, this is called A Meditation for My Grandfather. I would like to tell you about my grandfather. He was a miner. Perhaps we'll get there, but first, a question. What is history made of? At a very basic level, coal is perhaps not the worst answer. In a sense, that is what coal is, the accretion of time and pressure on life makes coal. All of us are carbon. The plants of millions of years ago are the black gold, still dug out of mines all across the world. What is coal what is history it is fuel for engines for factories 
for power stations and for steam turbines. Coal is fuel, the catalyst of the Industrial Revolution and the means by which capitalism powered its growth. Just carbon. And in the logic of the marketplace, everything burns, history included. The chemical changes which thus take place are constantly increasing the atmosphere by large quantities of carbonic acid and other gases noxious to animal life. The means by which nature decomposes these elements or reconverts them into a solid form are not sufficiently known. Charles Babbage, 1835. They've known for so long what is happening. Those who order men, women and children into the earth. The ground is so hollow now, and the air is so thick that it's hard to breathe. Yet, if out of the earth, out of the very stuff of history, comes the fuel of capitalism, it was brought into being by the force which has still the most revolutionary potential, the working class. If coal is history and history is fuel, History is also the power of class consciousness and shared collective memory. Miners have always struck. A strike is about wages and conditions, but is also and always what Engels called the military school of the working man. Strikes are skirmishes in a class war. All of our life we've been kicked around, we've been put in jail, We've been shot at, we've had dynamite thrown at us, and then you don't want us to have nothing. Well, I tell you, Mr. Horn, I'm going to be standing right there on that picket line looking at you just as long as it takes. Perhaps my grandfather went on strike. I don't know, I don't remember. But there were dozens of pits around Swansea sunk into the mineral-rich earth of South Wales. A riches that, it must be said, went to power stations and factories in the Midlands of England. History took him from me when I was young, lungs black with tar from his fondness for cigarettes, and, of course, from coal dust. I remember him as a pale-faced figure with an oxygen cannula, sitting in a wing-back chair, smiling at grandchildren. I was, in truth, a little afraid of him as a child, but I hope he was there and saw firsthand the combination of class power and capital meeting, an antagonism made visible in the swing of every riot police officer's baton, every picket, and every righteous demand. The People's Remembrancer, Gwyn Alf Williams, noted that pits and mines are museums now. Wales is a land of museums, full of redundant people, just like my grandfather. Perhaps the same is true of every mining town. Shovel them into museums, no one lives in old mining towns. Now that's history for you too, or so we're told. But in the earth, there is more than one history. In the coal, there is so much blood. The Colkini radical, who made him a radical, I've seen times when I didn't have the right to eat in this state. I've seen the time when I was refused a job. I've been served with eviction papers and thrown out of my house. I've seen women and children brutally treated in mining camps. I've seen hell turned loose. Frank Keeney, UMWA District 17 President, 1921. At the end of a great strike novel, Germinal, by Emile Zola, there is a familiar story. They had lost 
money, and lives. But Paris would not forget the shots fired at the Livereau mine, and the blood of the empire would drain out of this incurable wound. For even if the industrial slump was drawing to a close, a state of war had nonetheless been declared, and peace was no longer possible. As the old song goes, which side are you on? If you go to Harlan County, if you go to South Wales, if you go to the Coal Belt of Pennsylvania, if you go to the mines still active anywhere in this world, there is no neutral. You'll either be a union man or a thug for J.H. Blair. Join us and the ghost of my grandfather and come underground as we discuss Barbara Koppel's Holland County, USA. Who can expect a man to work in such filthy and slimy conditions for £25.29 in the surface, £27.29 in the ground, and at the first worker, the highest paid man, £36.79, when he can go into a factory into much more congenial conditions, far better environmental conditions, and at the same time receive wages far in excess of that which you can get in the mining industry. So it's a case of reaffirming our support for this resolution, and it's be for or against. All in favour of the resolution, please show. Thank you once again for an unanimous decision, and thank you for attending the meeting. Thank you. Their colliery is already at risk, but these men are determined to go through with the industrial action that could hasten its closure. You know, I think this is the first time that I wished our show had a visual component, because I'm honestly tearing up at that. That was beautiful. We hope you've enjoyed the Dread Discourse. Until next week. Stay spooky.